Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good day and welcome to the Thursday, April 6th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Definitely worth your time to get over there. A lot of great listening. Uh, We're closing up on 60 different podcasts over there. They are very carefully curated, so you can definitely trust them. Um, I would, I would go over, uh, honestly, there's more stuff to listen to over there than I have time to listen to. I mean, I, re- <laughs> it's really, really hard because, because you want to listen to so much of it. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and do our Bible reading for today. Um, like I've said, we will get back into the Bible study this coming Monday. So let's go ahead and start. We're going to open up with the fifth day morning prayer. It's called the giver. Let's pray. Creator, upholder, and proprietor of all things. We cannot escape from thy presence and control, nor do we desire to do so. Our privilege is to be under the agency of thy omnipotence, righteousness, wisdom, patience, mercy, and grace. For thou art love with more than parental affection. We admire thy goodness, stand in awe of thy power, abase ourselves before thy purity. It is the discovery of thy goodness alone that can banish our fear. Allure us into thy presence, help us to bewail and confess our sins. We review our past guilt and are conscious of present unworthiness. We bless thee that thy steadfast love and attributes are essential to our happiness and hope. Thou hast witnessed to us thy grace and mercy in the bounties of nature, in the fullness of thy providence, in the revelations of scripture, in the gift of thy Son, in the proclamation of the gospel. Make us willing to be saved in thy own way, perceiving nothing in ourselves but all in Jesus. Help us not only to receive him, but to walk in him, depend upon him, commune with him, follow him as dear children, imperfect but still pressing forward, not complaining of labor, but valuing rest, not murmuring under trials, but thankful for our state, and by so doing let us silence the ignorance of foolish men. Amen. All right, now our morning devotion for April 6th from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. Uh, The text for it is Hebrews 13.13, or is from Hebrews 13.13. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp. Jesus, bearing his cross, went forth to suffer without the gate. The Christian's reason for leaving the camp of the world's sin and religion is not because he loves to be singular, but because Jesus did so. And the disciple must follow his master. Christ was not of the world. His life and his testimony were a constant protest against conformity with the world. Never was such overflowing affection for men as you find in him, but still he was separate from sinners. In like manner, Christ's people must go forth unto him. They must take their position without the camp, as witness-bearers for the truth. They must be prepared to tread the straight and narrow path. They must have bold, unflinching, lion-like hearts, loving Christ first and his truth next, and Christ and his truth beyond all the world. Jesus would have his people go forth without the camp, for their own sanctification. 
You cannot grow in grace to any high degree while you are conformed to the world. The life of separation may be a path of sorrow, but it is the highway of safety, and though the and though the separated life may cost you many pangs and make every day a battle, yet it is a happy life after all. No joy can excel that of the soldier of Christ. Jesus reveals himself so graciously and gives such sweet refreshment that the warrior feels more calm and peace in his daily strife than others in their hours of rest. The highway of holiness is the highway of communion. It is thus we shall hope to win the crown, if we are enabled by divine grace faithfully to follow Christ without the camp. The crown of glory will follow the cross of separation. A moment's shame will be well recompensed by eternal honor. A little while of witness-bearing will seem nothing when we are forever with the Lord. All right, now we're going to do our reading. We're going to be reading Deuteronomy 29 and 30. We're going to be reading from Luke 11:37 to Luke 12:7. We'll be reading the first 31 verses of Psalm 78 and Proverbs 12, 19, and 20. So here we go. Deuteronomy 29. Hear the word of the Lord. These are the words of the covenant which Yahweh commanded Moses to cut with the sons of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he had cut with them at Horeb. And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that Yahweh did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, and all his servants, and all his land, the great trials which your eyes have seen, those great signs and wonders. Yet to this day Yahweh has not given you a heart to know, nor eyes to see, nor ears to hear. And I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandal has not worn out on your foot. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or strong drink, in order that you might know that I am Yahweh your God. Then you came into this place, and Sihon the king of Heshbon and Og the king of Bashan came out to meet us for battle. But we struck them down, and we took their land and gave it as inheritance to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of the Manassites. So you shall keep the words of this covenant to do them, that you may prosper in all that you do. You stand today, all of you, before Yahweh your God, your heads, your tribes, your elders, and your officers, even all the men of Israel, your little ones, your wives, and the sojourner who is within your camps, from the one who chops your wood to the one who draws your water, that you may enter into the covenant with Yahweh your God and into his oath, which Yahweh your God is cutting with you today in order that he may establish you today as his people, and that he may be your God, just as he spoke to you, and as he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Now not with you alone am I cutting this covenant and this oath, but both with those who stand here with us today in the presence of Yahweh our God, and with those who are not with us here today. For you know how we lived in the land of Egypt, and how we came through the midst of the nations through which you passed. Moreover, You have seen their detestable things and their idols of wood and stone and silver and gold, which they had with them. Lest there be be among you a man or a woman or family or tribe whose heart turns away today from Yahweh our God to go to serve the gods of those nations. Lest there be among you a root bearing poisonous fruit and wormwood. And it will be when he hears the words of of this curse that he will bless himself in his heart, saying, I have peace, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart, in order to sweep away the watered land with the dry. Yahweh shall not be willing to pardon him, but rather the anger of Yahweh and his jealousy will burn against that man, and every curse which is written in this book will rest on him, and Yahweh will blot out his name from under heaven. 
Then Yahweh will separate him out for for adversary from all the tribes of Israel, according to all the curses of the covenant, which are written in this book of the law. And the generation to come, your sons who rise up after you, and the foreigner who comes from a distant land, shall see the plagues of the land and the diseases with which Yahweh has afflicted it. And they will say, All its land is brimstone, and salt, a burning waste, unsown and nothing sprouting. And no grass grows in it, like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim, which Yahweh overthrew in his anger and in his wrath. And all nations will say, Why has Yahweh done thus to this land? Why this great burning anger? Then men will say, Because they forsook the covenant of Yahweh, the God of their fathers, which he cut with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. And they went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods whom they have not known and whom he had not appointed to them or apportioned to them, sorry. Therefore the anger of Yahweh was kindled against that land to bring upon it every curse which is written in this book. And Yahweh uprooted them from their land in anger, and in fury and in great wrath, and he cast them into another land, as it is this day. The secret things belonged sorry, to Yahweh our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our sons forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Deuteronomy 30 So it will be when all these things have come upon you, the blessings and the curse, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you cause these things to return to your heart and all the nations where Yahweh your God has banished you. And you and you return to Yahweh your God and listen to his voice with all your heart and soul according to all that I am commanding you today, you and your sons, then Yahweh your God will return you from captivity and return his compassion on you, and he will gather you again from all the peoples where Yahweh your God has scattered you. If those of you who are banished are at the ends of the sky, from there Yahweh your God will gather you, and from there he will take you back. And Yahweh your God will bring you into the land which your fathers, excuse me, which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it, and he will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. Moreover, Yahweh your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your seed, to love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul, so that you may live. And Yahweh your God will inflict all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate you, who persecuted you. And you shall return and listen to the voice of Yahweh, and you shall do all his commandments which I am commanding you today. Then Yahweh your God will prosper you abundantly in all the work of your hand, in the offspring of your body, and in the offspring of your cattle, and in the produce of your ground. For Yahweh will return to rejoice over you for good, just as he rejoiced over your fathers. When you listen to the voice of Yahweh your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in this book of the law, when you return to Yahweh your God with all your heart and soul, for this commandment which I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you, nor is it far from you. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us and make us hear it, that we may do it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will cross the sea for us and get it for us and make us hear it, that we may do it? But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity and death and calamity. In that I am commanding you today to love Yahweh your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply and that Yahweh your God may bless you in the land where you are entering to possess it.
But if your heart turns away and you will not listen, but are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess it. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your seed, by loving Yahweh your God, by listening to his voice, and by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which Yahweh swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. All right. Now Luke 11, verses 37, verse 37 to the end of the chapter. Now when he had spoken, a Pharisee asked him to have a meal with him, and he went in and reclined at the table. But when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first ceremonially, ceremonially washed before the meal. But the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but inside of you you are full of robbery and wickedness. You foolish ones, did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But give that which is within as charity, and then all things are clean for you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you pay tithe of mint and rue and every kind of garden herb, and yet disregard justice and the love of God. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seat in the synagogue and the respectful greetings in the marketplace. Woe to you, for you are like concealed tombs, and the people who walk over them are unaware of it. Now one of the scholars of the law answered and said to him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us too. But he said, Woe to you, scholars of the law, as well. For you weigh men down with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves will not even touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, but your fathers killed them. So you are witnesses and approve, so you are witnesses and approve the deeds of your fathers, because it was they who killed them, and you build their tombs. For this reason also the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill, and some they will persecute, so that the blood of all the prophets shed since the foundation of the world may be charged against this generation. From the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the house of God, yes, I tell you, it shall be charged against this generation. Woe to you, scholars of the law, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter, and you hindered those who were entering. And when he left there, the scribes and the Pharisees began to be very hostile and to question him closely on many subjects, plotting to catch him in something he might say. Luke 12 verses 1 through 7. At this time, after so many thousands of the crowd had gathered together that they were trampling on one another, he began saying to his disciples, first, be on your guard for the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. But there is nothing covered up that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Accordingly, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed upon the housetops. But I say to you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom to fear. Fear the one who, after he, was, he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two asaria? Yet not one of them is forgotten before God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, you are more valuable than many sparrows. All right, Psalm 78, verses 1 through 31. A maskal of Asaph. Give ear, O my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. 
I will pour forth dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have recounted to us. We will not conceal them from their children, but recount to the generation to come the praises of Yahweh, and his strength and his wondrous deeds that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob, and set a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and recount them to their children that they should set their confidence in God, and not forget the deeds of God, but observe his commandments, and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not prepare its heart, and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The sons of Ephraim were archers equipped with bows, yet they turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God, and refused to walk in his law, so they forgot his acts, and his wondrous deeds that he had shown them. He did wonders before their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He split the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the water stand up like a heap. Then he led them with the cloud by day, and all the night with the light of fire. He was splitting the rocks in the wilderness, and so gave them abundant drink like the ocean depths. He brought forth streams also from the cliff face, and caused waters to run down like rivers. Yet they still continued to sin against him to rebel against the Most High in the desert. And in their heart they put God to the test by asking for food according to their desire. Then they spoke against God. They said, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, he struck the rock so that water gushed out, and streams were overflowing. Can he give bread also? Will he prepare meat for his people? Therefore Yahweh heard and was full of wrath, and a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also mounted against Israel, because they did not believe in God, and did not trust in his salvation. Yet he commanded the skies above, and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna upon them to eat, and gave them grain from heaven. Man ate the bread of angels, he sent them provision to satisfy. He led forth the east wind in the heavens, and by his strength he guided the south wind. Then he rained meat upon them like the dust even winged fowl like the sand of the seas. He caused them to fall in the midst of his camp, all around his dwelling places. So they ate and were very satisfied, and their desire he brought to them. Before they had satisfied their desire, while their food was in their mouth, the anger of God rose against them and killed some of their stoutest ones and subdued the choice men of Israel. All right, and finally, Proverbs 12, verses 19 and 20. Truthful lips will be established forever but a lying tongue is only for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have gladness. All right, and now our evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. The text for it is from Psalm 118.12. In the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Our Lord Jesus, by his death, did not purchase a right to a part of us only, but to the entire man. He contemplated in his passion the sanctification of us holy, spirit, soul, and body, that in this triple kingdom he might, he himself might reign supreme without a rival. It is the business of the newborn nature which God has given to the regenerate to assert the rights of the Lord Jesus Christ. My soul, so far as thou art a child of God, thou must conquer all the rest of thyself which yet remains unblessed. Thou must subdue all thy powers and passions to the silver scepter of Jesus' gracious reign, and thou must never be satisfied till he who is king by purchase becomes also king by gracious coronation, and reigns in thee supreme. Seeing then that sin has no right to any part of us, we go about a good and lawful warfare when we seek in the name of God to drive it out. 
O my body, thou art a member of Christ. Shall I tolerate thy subjection to the prince of darkness? O my soul, Christ has suffered for the sins and redeemed thee. With his most precious blood, shall I suffer thy memory to become a storehouse of evil, or thy passions to be firebrands of iniquity? Shall I surrender my judgment to be perverted by error, or my will to be led in fetters of iniquity? No, my soul, thou art Christ, and sin hath no right to thee. Be courageous concerning this, O Christian. Be not dispirited as though your spiritual enemies could never be destroyed. You are able to overcome them, not in your own strength, the weakest of them would be too much for you in that, but you can and shall overcome them through the blood of the Lamb. Do not ask, How shall I dispossess them? For they are greater and mightier than I. But go to the strong for strength, wait humbly upon God, and the mighty God of Jacob will surely come to the rescue, and you shall sing of victory through his grace. All right. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, I would continue to implore you. Um, that you do all you do for the glory of God. And I hope to see you tomorrow for that episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. Let's go ahead and close with prayer. Uh, we're going to close with the fifth day evening prayer. It's called protection. Oh, Lord God, thou art our preserver. I'm sorry, let's pray. <laughs> oh, Lord God, thou art our preserver, governor, savior, and coming judge. Quieten our souls to call upon thy name. Detach us from the influence of the flesh and the senses. Impress us with the power of faith. Promote in us spirituality of mind that will render our services acceptable to thee and delightful and profitable to ourselves. Bring us into that state which attracts thine eye and prepare us to receive the proofs of thy love. Show us our danger that we may fly to thee for refuge. Make us sensible of our sin's disease that we may value the good physician. Placard to us the cross that it may slay the enmity of our hearts. Help us to be watchful over our ways, jealous over our tempers, diligent over our hearts. When we droop, revive us. When we loiter, quicken us. When we go astray, restore us. Possess us with more of that faith, which is the principle of all vital godliness. May we be rich in faith, be strong in faith, live by faith, walk by faith, experience the joy of faith, do the work of faith, hope through faith, perceiving nothing in ourselves. May we find in the Savior wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have a good day, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a good one. God bless. Music